I'm WSB's Clark Howard. Howard. From Dunwoody to Douglasville. Washington to Woodstock. Whenever and wherever there's Better severe weather, a traffic red alert, or breaking news. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center will break in. Depend on it. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news. And more bold, inspired solutions for America. Now, Jamie Dupree with the latest breaking news from our nation's capital. All right, Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington, D.C. Hey, Sean, how you doing today? Did you miss me when I was gone? Of course, that... of course. Did you have a good fourth? You know, really, really good. You know where I spend it in Winston-Salem? Yeah, excellent. You ever, you ever go to Wake University? I have been down to Wake, Wake Forest, Forest, yes. Oh, I mean, uh, Wake Forest is one of the nicest campuses I've ever been to. And I uh, had a great time. Just hung out. Didn't do a whole lot. Played golf good. one day at a local club. That was kind of under repair, but it was really, you could tell it was really nice. They had a tough uh, winter. So, of course, you play golf ever? Uh, yes, I got in uh, two rounds this weekend, in fact. How'd you do? I was very disappointed Sunday because after 11 holes, I was three over and then proceeded to bogey in from there. Okay. You know what? I really don't <laughs> like you. You know, I just, my best score ever of all time, and I, it was like I was treeing the whole time, was in 83. Well, good for you. And it was at a course where it's like a membership, and they have these caddies that follow you around. Because I don't play that much. I don't have time. And if it wasn't for the caddy telling me the exact speed of the putt, the exact location of the putt, and how to putt, I never would have scored that in a million years. Because I can't read a green. I say, well, it's going to break right. And and he goes, no, 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 that's going to go left to right. Well, that's what I mean, left to right. I love playing. Um, But it's a hard game. You really have to be disciplined, not swing hard. Intuitively, I want to rip it, and you can't do that. The easier that you swing, the further it goes, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, we had a good time. Um, immigration is just the issue. It's it's like Donald Trump has the country's attention right now. Yeah, and- he had another. I mean, he had yet another business setback today. The latest uh, we had ESPN uh, pull a celebrity golf event from his course in L.A. yesterday. Then today, the PGA and Trump agreed not to hold a uh, an exhibition later this year in October at oh, his that course Terrell? out in L.A. Yeah. Uh, no, in, in Los Angeles at Trump National. Yeah. Uh, the ESPN was going to do their ESPY celebrity golf tournament there next week, but they said the furor over immigration made them change their mind. And Trump today put out a, a news release saying that he and the PGA had met yesterday and agreed maybe this wasn't the best time to do this. And, you know, it was interesting, Trump, uh, I, I mean, again, as I said to you last week, and, and I'll still say, it's one thing to be a businessman and an outspoken one at that. I mean, what's Donald Trump known for? He, he says stuff. Uh, but when you get into the political arena, if you choose one of the two parties, automatically you have about 50% of the country that doesn't like you just because you, 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 know, you picked one party over the other. And then you get in. He really there's, no, there's not much of a reservoir of goodwill within the Republican Party for him. You know what I mean? I mean, he, he's, I, he's given... I, I, listen, here's my, my take on it. We've got to have an honest discussion. I think now Donald Trump has gathered the nation's attention. I think his outspokenness, his lack of being PC, um, I think is appealing to a lot of people. And I think that now now that the country's paying attention, now this is where the challenge begins for him. Well, did you see his tweet that he deleted? No, which one? Well, on Sunday, it was a somewhat personal attack on Jeb Bush and his wife that he pulled down. Yeah, I did see that. I did see that. You know, and, and I, I That's think, the type of thing that he's going to have to avoid. Yeah, if, if he's going to make it about the issue, I think that's fine. But if it's going to be uh, the, the larger, more colorful language and things like that, then I'm not sure it's going to get him to where he wants. And, you know, look, uh, he's up there in the polls. You cannot deny that. He is there, and the numbers don't lie. And I assume he's going to be on the debate stage in Ohio, uh, though there are some within the Republican Party that would like to block him. 
But I'd be interested to see if we have Who any wants to personal block him? back Why would they want to block him? Oh, there's a, there's a couple stories out today. I think it was Foster Fries and some others talking about... Oh, he's uh, supporting Rick Santorum. Yeah, talking about not having uh, Trump up there on the stage. So there are some... Oh, but listen, if, you, if the candidates, and I know a lot of people, you can't put 16 people on a stage. You just can't. No, they're going to have the top 10. They're going to have the top debates, 10. Yeah. And my answer to those that say, oh, that's not fair is, well, then get your poll numbers up. You know, you've got to start shaking things up a little bit. Otherwise, you know what? If you're at 1%, 2%, don't blame Fox that you're not a part of the debate. Yeah, I just got back from a news conference with the governor of Ohio, John Kasich, who's going to be making his own announcement July 21st. And the first couple of questions were, well, look, what about A, what about Trump? And then B, what about that very first debate in Cleveland on the 6th of August where, you know, look, if your poll numbers aren't very good, you might be the governor of that state and you might not even be on the stage. What did he say? uh, Well, he said, well, just sort of uh, let us see what happens. You never know what happens over the next month. I I agree. I think uh, he's got a lot of time. I'd be surprised if he doesn't make it. That's my take. Uh, but you're right. It's only two weeks. His announcement is two weeks before that first debate. And if he doesn't make that one, I would assume that he'll make the next one or the one after. What was interesting in his news conference, it went about 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, he mentioned Iowa, I think, one time. Yeah. But he mentioned New Hampshire a lot. And so uh, just like uh, Governor Christie last week mm-hmm. going right to New Hampshire, I took a lot, a big sign from that from uh, the Ohio governor that he's going to focus an awful lot on New Hampshire as well. I gave statistics out. And I got these numbers, by the way, from our very own government, so it's it's not made up. And if you look at the numbers, they are incontrovertible. Now, the federal government in 2013, ICE, released 36,007 convicted illegal immigrants from its custody back into the United States. Of those 36,700, how many do you think committed homicide since their release? Oh, did I hear? I don't know. Just 193. Yeah, I thought that's what I heard. 426 convicted for sexual assault, 303 kidnapping convictions. And I had an estimate that about 50 percent of illegal immigrants who were arrested and then freed uh, did, in fact, reoffend after their release. And the Federation for Immigration Reform also points out that illegal immigration, health, health care, detention, criminal justice system, educational system, that we're spending about $133 billion taxpayer dollars a year helping them. It's a lot of money. Uh, that is a lot of money. We had a hearing today, in fact, on immigration. It was about the, the surge of children over the border of the last couple of years. It has waned a little this year, but there's still a lot of people coming over. And during that hearing, Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin asked officials about this murder out in California that's gotten a lot of attention in recent days. San Francisco. And the feds, yeah, yeah, exactly. And the feds who were here today at the hearing said they had officially asked the police there to hand over this guy but that the local police did not notify the feds that he was being released. And, of course, lawmakers said, well, why weren't you there anyway to get him? Well, they didn't tell us that uh, that he was being released. So, uh, as one uh, senator said, there's clearly a disconnect here between the feds and the state and local authorities. And, frankly, it's been there for a long, long time. I mean, sometimes we've had the stories the other way where the local police say to the feds, hey, we've got these people. We know they're not here legally. Come get them. And the feds say, no, nah, no, nah, we can't do anything about that. So it does go both ways on that. But Well, can you argue that if you listen to this criminal, Francisco Lopez Sanchez, right? Here's a guy deported five separate times back to Mexico, seven felony convictions, and he kills this 32-year-old woman, Kate Steinle, okay? So San Francisco, he says the reason he went there is because it's a, quote, sanctuary city. I think you can make an argument that America's become a sanctuary country under a sanctuary president because of the president's executive orders, because 
immigration and, and customs officials don't enforce the laws that we currently have. That's just a fact. Well, I don't think you're going to hear much difference amongst the Republicans uh, running for the White House about that. The real difference will be between whoever the GOP nominee is and whoever the Democratic nominee is. I mean, realistically, the uh, you know I would assume that just about every single top Republican running for the White House is for border security, mm-hmm. is for tougher measures. Uh, so I'm sure there'll be a question of here or there uh, as to what it is. I, you know, I don't think that, and we've seen it, I mean, uh, Rick Perry, for example, somebody said to me the other day, well, he'd been goaded into saying something bad about Donald Trump. He wasn't goaded into it. He put out a statement and then he ripped him on Sunday on the talk shows as well. So, you know, I, I think that maybe the, again, as always, it's the strategy and the way of getting it done. And again, Donald Trump says stuff. Donald Trump has always been uh, a little, you know, sort of outlandish at times. And, and, and as a businessman, that's fine. But I think this has been a different kind of reaction. Right that- now, he's got it's it's work for him. He has uh, he has the country's attention. Here's what the country's going to look for. I'm not the- sure that I'd put it that definitively. I'm not here's sure what I, that well, I. Well, sense- I think here's the next step. If he's serious, this is what I think he needs to do. He needs to take the attention he has. He has to balance being Trump with being presidential. He has to offer solutions to our country's problems. And if he can advance that narrative and give. You know, an economic recovery plan, a, a health care alternative plan, an energy independence plan, a secure the borders plan, which we already know, build a fence. Nobody builds bigger fences and better fences than Trump. An education plan, an ISIS plan, an Iran plan, a terrorist plan, uh, et cetera. I think then a Putin plan. Then we've got a candidate making yeah, that transition just, is a big issue. If it's him talking, then it's a whole different story. Well, I think he's got to show that he cares about the American people and that he's serious about being a candidate and he's serious about solving problems. And this is not a show run. And I think that's going to be his challenge. Let me uh, headline in the Boston Herald today. Bernie mania running wild as Hillary Clinton sputters. This is being picked up everywhere. Hillary Clinton's campaign is in a nosedive and not doing particularly well. And she can't even offer to buy ice cream for reporters without them demanding her answer a question. 67 percent think the country's headed in the wrong direction. And 57 percent don't think she's honest and trustworthy. She's got a problem here. Look, I think the, uh, the the troubles she's got with the news media right now are pretty much of her own team's making. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not thinking that too many people are going to be that sympathetic to the news media being roped off in a July 4th parade. We've been penned up before. We'll be penned up again. Uh, but I, I think that it is emblematic of if you're going to give the news media, the, you know, the stiff arm repeatedly, then you're not going to get glowing stories about you. You're not going to get great coverage. And the way it is right now with, uh, you know, fellow reporters is that you have to be on guard for anything she says and to take any chance to get a comment out of her. And I always tell PR people and press people, just overwhelm us in the news media. I mean, she should literally do a news conference every single day. And I agree. And we'll get bored. We'll get bored very fast. Yeah, it'll be the same answers over and over again, and after a few days it'll be like, yeah, whatever, she held a new, another news conference. But, you know, they've made that determination they don't want to do that. And we'll see actually how many interviews they are. They're doing this one with CNN Today. Uh, you know, are we going to have maybe the Post, the Times, a few others maybe? Is that going to be it? Or is it going to be a whole lot of interviews? So, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm going to sort of stand back and wait and see before we declare exactly how much she's going to do. Have you been watching what's going on in China? U.S. traded Chinese stocks plunging the, the most in four years, down 20% from a May 26 peak. Anyone talking about that on the Hill? Not really, but remember, everybody's just getting back, so they've been gone for July 4th. The House and Senate were not in yesterday. They're in today. They'll be working this week or the rest of the month, basically. I like it better when they're home. 
Then they'll well, they, you'll have that pretty soon. The once we get to the end of July, oh, excuse me, they'll be gone until almost uh, after Labor Day. I took for more three than days off, and my listeners are complaining. I took three days off. Yeah, well, that's one thing about Congress is most people don't complain when lawmakers no, take time true. off, and they're not here in D.C. So Obama extended the Iranian nuclear deal now for a third time. Iran makes the threat that they'll go nuclear if the talks fail. Um, Hillary, according to Politico, is trashing Obama's Iranian deal to Jewish donors. Well, if she's so confident that it's a bad deal, why doesn't she say so publicly? Yeah, the briefing today, uh, I was struck by, you know, we're just, we're, we're trying to read between the lines of everything that gets said. And I thought yesterday there seemed to me to be between the lines a little more possibility that they'll get a deal. But today, I, I, I didn't sense that. Josh Ernest said something to the effect of, I don't know what the likely outcome is now. Just sort of saying there might be an agreement, there might not. I, I, I just, I, it's hard for us to tell whether he is just sort of downplaying it in order to then they, they announce something at the end of the week. Uh, there's going to be no, meetings. there's going to be a deal. And you know why? Because Obama's desperate in wanting a deal. Well, you get by Thursday. If you don't get it done by Thursday, then the uh, review period for lawmakers doubles under that Iran Review Act. So yep. you, you're going to go by that to at least the end of the week. Then that means this will drag on even longer. And then you have lawmakers at home during August doing events with folks back home. And that might generate sort of a lot of opposition to this deal. So there are some risks if you don't get it done over the next two days. And I, I didn't sense today that there was optimism about that. There's a meeting this evening at the White House involving Senate Democrats. Uh, they're sitting down with President Obama. I would assume that Iran and some other things will be on the table as they talk. Well, there's a strategy plan that apparently they're unfolding how to convince lawmakers to support this disaster so we'll see what happens um and then the president said oh well our plan for isis this is a generational battle that didn't instill a lot of confidence in me yeah and there was a there was a lot of sharp uh, uh questions today as well at a hearing for senior defense leaders who were up on the hill today in the aftermath of yesterday's uh, strategy meeting in fact at one point the defense secretary admitted that their efforts to set up and train rebels to then send back into Syria, that right now they are only training how many people? 60. That's well, all. That's it. And you saw that the number of troop levels are going down, too. Yeah, I, and, and they're still having troubles getting Iraqis to sign up to fight the Islamic State and be trained as well. All right, Jamie Dupree, welcome back, sir. Good. See you, Sean. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. In this day and age, guess what? You're not safe even in your own home. You need some type of security, a lot of crime out there. Now, here's a true story. 3 a.m., couple wakes up, shattering glass, jolts them out of bed. What's going on? Are the kids okay? It's a window downstairs that was shattered. Someone's breaking into their house. They're scared to death, but even in the most terrifying moment, they're safe because they have a Simply Safe home security system. Before they jump out of bed, Simply Safe's alarm. And their sirens are blaring. A silent message is sent to authorities. Police are on the way. The burglar ran off. Simply Safe scared him away. Now, that's Simply Safe Home Security in action. It's remarkable how this home security system works. It's fast, it's reliable, monitored by professionals 24 7, 365, scares the living daylights out of the bad guys. And it's the only home security system I trust. And by the way, it's wireless, so they can't just cut your phone wire and, and break your system down. Simply Safe is only 15 bucks a month, no annual contract to sign. You decide how long you want to keep them, no installation fee either. 
So don't wait for a break-in. Get Simply Safe home security system today. Go to simplysafehannity.com and you'll get 10% off. Simplysafehannity.com. That's simplysafehannity.com. Quick break. Right back. We'll continue. Bringing you the people who make the news. This is the Sean Hannity Show. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 